There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello, Renee. It's Middle Sunday, traditional respite of the tournament uh, at Wimbledon, where you find yourself. How are you, my friend? Mate, I am great. Uh, I don't want to rub, you know, I sort of don't want to say that I'm great because my player is out of the tournament because you want your player to do as, as well as possible. But uh, the, 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 the silver lining, as we say, is that she is out, which means I am out of the bubble. I have officially checked out of the bubble today and I am back into Wimbledon Village and staying um, locally now. And I am I am ready to go have a meal and sit down at a table and get service. Is that, I know that sounds wanky, but that is going to make my day today. <laughs> I feel like you're itching in your skin to talk through the first week's notable highlights, lowlights, activities, and then run sprinting out of your room so you can go rejoin society is that a good read because you look like you're twitching as yeah, we speak. Uh, yeah 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 i uh, i'm not gonna lie um you know as i said never want my player to lose but um i've got to see the positives and that's you know how i am i've got to see the positives and the positive is i'm going to run through the common of wimbledon and possibly straight to the dog and fox just to have a beer with the people <laughs> with the people with the people <laughs> with the people let no one say renee stubbs isn't a woman of the people You've gotten some uh, offers on, I've noticed on Twitter, people keep offering to bring you beers in the stands. Are you open to that? Yeah, listen, I'm always open to that, but I don't think that goes into the COVID safety of uh, the player bubble. Um, so let, let me give you a heads up on the player bubble a little bit before we get into the actual matches, uh, Caitlin, and what we've seen this first week of Wimbledon. The player bubble, just for people, it's it's a grind. And the hotel was great. The Park Plaza Hotel in in London if you're going to London and you need to stay in that area, Westminster, it is a great hotel. They did a wonderful job, the staff. And, uh, you know, we, it was kind of packed in the bar at night. And it was like a it was like a cruise ship without going anywhere. That's how it felt. You know, you had the buffet and we were served by the staff and they had a golf simulator and they had, you know, all the stuff they tried to get the player. They had a candy bar area. Um, it was really good. They did a great job. But um, the, the thing that was really tough about it and will be tough 
the grind for the next week for the players to win the tournament. It's the bus ride to and from the courts. I know it doesn't sound much, but boy, when you've had a long eight day, eight hour, nine hour day at the tennis courts, and then you, you're schlepping back 45 minutes to an hour on a bus again, you're a bit cramped. And even if you're in the cars that they have for the players, it's, it's a grind. So, you know, heads up to all the players that are still in there. And I had breakfast this morning before I left the bubble and you saw, you know, on and you saw Isla Tomlanovic and you saw um, Raducanu, the young um, English player that's still in the tournament and um, Maddie Keys. And so everyone's still there. And as you're going to get, it's this massive, massive breakfast hall room. You meant, you know, those big hotels that you stay in sometimes for conferences and then it's going to dwindle down to like five people <laughs> like four or five days so it's going to be a real weird experience but um but yeah it's it's a definite grind um so yeah, it's a little uh, unlike leaving the tournament site and walking or taking a two-minute sponsored jaguar ride to your house <laughs> or flat accommodations exactly. which is now what you're going to be doing uh because that's one of the charming things about Wimbledon is you go from the tournament and then yeah. you're like adjacent to the grounds in one of those nice little houses um, so congratulations to you for being out of it. And on that note, let's talk about Ons and Maddie and Isla and some of the big names from week one. Also, you know, I guess we're obliged to talk about the men because they are, in fact, also playing. And I have a few <laughs> things to say about some of them. But, you know, the women's matches per, per usual are always the most exciting for me. Um, and let's start there. Do you want to start with your match of the tournament? Just to kind of well, get cracking? Well, there's been a there's been a lot. Let's face it, there's been a lot of great matches this uh, week. And someone who's not in the tournament anymore is Andy Murray. I mean, those matches that he played. Oh my goodness gracious, Caitlin! Like even in the hotel, everyone's down in the buffet area and watching the match on the big screen and pulling for Andy. And it was great to see him win those two matches. Uh, just a little bit too tough against Shapovalov. Um, but um, yeah, the the match of the tournament for me was the Angebur, who of course has been on the Racket Magazine. Uh, against Gabinia Muguruza. I mean, it was just dramatic. I mean, she she literally pukes on the court. And just for people that don't know, she actually does have a bit of an issue with this. She has done it um, a number of times on the tennis court. She has this kind of refluxy sort of, I, I asked her if she had an ulcer and she said, yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, that sort of causes when you get a bit nervous and, you know, you I don't need to go into medical details, but listen, here's the deal. She knew it was coming. She looked up at her husband literally in that last game and said, I think I'm going to throw up. Yeah. And um, you saw what happened. She went to the back and puked up her guts right in front. I said puked in front of the Duke and then got back <laughs> up and so tried to tried to play that point, uh, lost that point, but then played two unbelievable points back to back to win the, the match. And to me, that was the most exciting sort of dramatic match I'd seen on the women's side. But there's also been some other good ones. Uh, you've mentioned a couple prior. Yeah, my favorite. I think my favorite was Kerber, Sarah, Cerebus, Tormo. Um, contrast in styles. Obviously, you got Kerber just whacking away with her sort of like blunt, abbreviated, low to the ground strokes. And Sarah Cerebus just throwing the kitchen sink at her. There's slicing, there's drop shots, there's running. And it was one of those matches where from the first to the last point, everything was full on. There were no sloppy points. There were no giveaways. Every single point was felt like at least 15 20 shot rallies and just they're winded at the end of it there was some calculation <laughs> that they had won run to south fields and back each player you know six times or something just absolutely living it on the court and what i love so much about it is you know obviously sarah cerebus tormo has had a pretty good season this year she's young she's exciting she's got a very varied game and she seems to be improving um it's really hard not to get excited about kerber though kerber's had a great grass court season she hasn't had a couple wins like this in a few years where she feels like she's really getting her teeth around a tournament. Obviously she had a great grass court season so far. And for me, seeing a healthy 
excited like Doug in Kerber is just such a cool chaos factor in the draw because she can win the whole thing because she has. Yeah, and not only, I mean, this is a three-time Grand Slam champion, so she knows what it takes to win seven matches at a Grand Slam. And that is that is a that is a 20% up on anybody else, if not more. When you know what you have to do, you know how to manage the moments, you know how to manage the, the wins, and you don't get overawed by the occasion. Um, she's definitely going to be nervous like everybody is, but she knows how to manage those moments. So, yeah, it's great to see her. She obviously won the lead-up tournament as well coming in here, so she's, you know, undefeated for a while. I uh, spoke to her coach, Torben, and, um, you know, he said she just had to get a couple of wins under her belt. She's, she's, she was getting very nervous in her matches. And and now she's sort of, as you said, and I think it's a perfect description of her, she's super dug in. So she will not be an easy out for anyone. But she plays against Coco Goff now. And yeah. so she will be certainly tested because Coco is serving great. She's, she's you know, obviously unbelievable from the back of the court. The backhand is so good um her forehand is definitely um looking more and more solid she's playing double still in the, the, the draw with um katie mcnally and so that really helps her because she's on the court so much i saw her this morning in the hotel and she was actually right behind me in the in the escalator just to give some people some heads up about what she's like as a person you know she said hello to us hi guys morning and i said coco are you always this happy and she goes she laughed and said yeah pretty much she's just so good for the sport she is such a good player and such a nice person and her parents have done a great job they are playing every single night they're playing literally uno war games with each other I mean the uno (laughs) cards so they're having uno games every single night in the lobby um you know you stick to the traditions is what they're doing every single night so it is not going to be an easy out for Kerber no. against Coco. And I tell well, you Coco's what. Coco's also going to have the crowd, no? She's going to have the crowd oh, behind yeah. her because she knows how to win on this center court. We saw her do it two years ago, the last time they had the tournament. And what's so impressive about Coco right now is during that season, during that specifically that run at Wimbledon, she was scrapping out a lot of thirds. Remember she came back from being behind Paulina Herzog. I forget who else she played. I don't think she was down a set to Venus, was she? But she scrapped out a lot of wins. Now she's winning Mm. in straights and she's looking Mm. like really, really foot forward. So she looks like a different player, even from the beloved player that people were starting to get to know the last time Wimbledon was on. So yeah, I kind of don't think Kerber's got, going to have so many fans in the the stands. People are really going to want to win, you know, Will Proko on to victory. They they love her here. I mean, the fact that she got put on center court over a lot of uh, players, it was kind of a little bit, I, I have to be honest, it was a little bit like, oh, wow. You know, you, you had a couple of former champions out on the outside court and, you know, I was kind of thinking, oh, geez. But that just shows you how popular she is here in, in the UK and in general. And she is, you know, she is part of the group of the future of women's tennis. There's no question about it. Somebody that I think is like coming in and through this tournament under the radar is Shantek and she plays up against uh, Angebeur and I'm telling you if they both play at their best oh my god we are going to see so much fun tennis between them and we are going to see drop shots out the wazoo between the two of them and Caitlin I will tell you the grass is really suiting the drop shot you saw Andy Murray hitting it quite a bit because um, the, the court is low and slow Okay, mm-hmm. so the slice is staying down. The drop shots are dying on the courts. Listen, it will get a little bit harder through the next week, but this grass this year is really soft, so it's really helping the drop shots die. And then, of course, if you've got to really hit through the, the court as well. So we're seeing a lot of variety, and those two have it in spades. They so sure I do. cannot wait. I cannot wait to see that match. That might be my favourite match up 
in the draw going forward, um, you know, no matter what happens. But um, that one, look out for that one. And, and Shrontek, to me, the winner of that match between Shrontek and Jobo, they will be tough to beat. Yeah. Well, I was just looking at the draw for who's going forward. There's only really three, as far as I can tell, three players who've won a slam left. Talk about you have to know how to win seven matches. It's Kerber and Shriantek on one half of the draw. And I, I oh. could be missing somebody. And then Barty and Krejcikova play each and other. are on the other half of the draw. So yeah, it's four. You're right. But that's not a ton of, you know, experience. Barty's got one. Krejcikova's got one. Shvantec's got one. And Kerber's got three. So is Kerber the favorite? Like, how do you even quantify what we're looking at in this next couple of weeks, couple of days? It's well, just matchups, right? Yeah, well, matchups, absolutely. But I tell you, if there is every single player left in the draw, other than Raducanu, or maybe Tom Lanovich, and they play each other. Uh, they will be on center court. I can tell you that on Monday. And I yeah. spoke to Radhikanu, who's an 18-year-old from the UK, and uh, coached by Nigel Sears, who anybody who follows tennis knows has had a tremendous amount of good players under his uh, tutelage. And I think it's so vital. And Sam Stozer said to me the other day, I think it's so good that Nigel is coaching her because this would have been so overwhelming for her this moment. But you know, she wasn't even getting a wild card, Caitlin, into the main draw. They they weren't even going to give her one into qualifying. And she was a player that did really well a number of years ago. And I believe may have lost to Shuantek in the juniors here hmm. a couple of years ago. And they kind of had some hopes for her and then injuries. And then she was a bit disinterested in the game and her, her parents um, really adamant that she did her schooling. And, you know, yeah, if she wasn't doing yeah. well in tennis, she didn't really watch. She wasn't really super focused on it. So kind of a little bit of um, an unknown whether she was even going to play in the tournament. And then a couple of people pulled out. And so they gave her a, a wild card into main draw. And then something else happened. And so they upgraded her wild card into the main draw. And here she is in the round of 16. And she will play against Isla Tomlanovic, who is not a, a surprise to be in this section draw because she's actually been hitting the ball really well. But that will be on center court. And Nigel requested not to put Raducanu on center court the last match. So they played on court one, but now I'm sorry, Nigel, there's no bounds about this. You've got a British player in the round of 16 and she will be on center court for the next match. So it'll be interesting to see how she handles that moment. And she's exciting and she's fun. And obviously she's a new face. You know, you could hear the collective anguish and excitement of people about Andy Murray, probably from New York city, you know, just how excited the Brits were to see Andy back in the tournament. So now they've got a young, fresh face to, to cheer for. And there was a little bit of, you know, people in their feelings about why they didn't put her on center court over Coco Goff being the hometown favorite. In her That's last why. Match. And now we know why, which is Nigel Sears, also former coach of Anna Ivanovich, among many others, and father of Kim Sears, who, as anyone knows, is married to Andy Murray. So, you know, the British tennis establishment really keeps it, keeps it tight, keeps it uh, in formation. Um, and obviously it's really, really yes. fun to talk about a young kid. While we're on the subject of Isla Tomlanovic, one of your old friends, an Australian of Croatian descent, she got into it with everybody's favorite maniac, Yelena Asabenko yesterday, and there's a lot of takes all over the internet. It's basically similar to, I don't, with pride, will announce that I don't watch the Real Housewives of any place, but it did seem like it took on a bit of the caddy recap energy that people often describe, or I see them describing of like a Real Housewives encounter. What happened? Do you, were you there? Were you watching? I, I didn't see it. I saw the reactions, but tell me what happened. I was not watching, but I, of course, got immediately updated when it did happen. And it was for love in the third set to Isla Tomlanovich. And 
she was going to surf up for love. She had won, I believe, uh, I don't know how many games in a row, but it was more than four. So she was obviously playing well, winning the second and then up for love in the third. And, um, you know, going to surf up for love is uh, is likelihood is you're going to be up five love, right? But if you can manage to sort of pull back one break of serve and then maybe things can change. So Ostapenko decided, and from word on the street, is that she looked at her crew and said, should I call a trainer? And they told her yes. And so she went and sat down and demanded to see a trainer. Under now, the auspices the, that she was injured. Under the auspices of. Call a trainer. Uh, under the auspices that she had a stomach strain, uh, apparently, a pulled stomach muscle. Now, here's my thing on this, okay? If you have a, a, which I have had, if you have a pulled stomach muscle and you need to see the trainer, the ideal time to do it is before you hit a surf, okay? She said she claimed that she ha was having problems with it in the second set. Now, sometimes you try and pay, play through the pain. You don't really want to have your stomach taped, whatever the re reasoning is. But if you have pulled your stomach muscle, it's very advisable that you do tape it in some way to give it some support. Now, the problem with calling the trainer at full love is that you're not about to surf. So if you're having problems with your stomach muscle, you should have called it at three love and had them come and help you out. But then as soon as you lose, she lost her serve. Now it's like, well, why you don't need, I have had a stomach muscle strain and the only way it hurts you is if you're hitting a serve or an overhead possibly, right? So if she was going to call the trainer, do it at three love, okay? Instead, but also, isn't decided, there a rule? I mean, there must not be because she was allowed to, to call it, but isn't there sort of like a common courtesy? You call it before your own serve, not before someone else's serve. So you're not essentially icing them the way that they do in other sports. Is that is that sort of a not on the books rule, but kind of like established kind of player courtesy because i've heard people say this a lot and it seems correct or at least courteous yeah i think it's a more along the lines of courtesy most players and i think isla sort of stipulated that like if you had a problem why didn't you call for the trainer uh, earlier or whatever i just had a problem with her calling it at four love when she was not even about to serve and so the other issue is and i talk about this all the time in commentary Locker room reputation. Sure. And her locker room reputation is terrible, okay, for lots of reasons. And that is one of them is that, you know, I played 22 years of professional tennis and I called the trainer, I believe, maybe three, maybe four times. And every time was a major injury. I either, you know, almost broke my finger. I you literally uh, you know, broke a bone. I at one point. almost tore my quad, you know, yeah. like lots of really obvious acute injuries. And so this, this was clearly gamesmanship. And, and this is why Isla lost it. Now, if okay, you so know Isla, say what happened, say what happened. She, she, so at the end of the match, well, you can, you so can look it happens. up on the internet, but she, she calls the trainer and Isla goes up and says, I, she's lying. She mm -hmm. just says she's lying. And she says, everybody knows it. And, you know, said, I, I demand to see the supervisor, which, you know, Isla, Isla had pretty much lost her mind. She yeah. knew that there's no way around this, but she was just trying to make a statement on the court uh -huh. because she was so frustrated. And if you know Isla, she is so not a confrontational person. Yeah, she seems so this pretty is chill, actually. So outside of her, her, her normal behavior. And so for her to do this, she had just cracked the shits. Like, let's just put it that way. She also <laughs> had a similar situation, I believe, maybe at Wimbledon a number of years before against Yastremska, who did the same thing, who yeah, was also famous for doing this. Yastremska has a terrible reputation in the locker room for calling medical timeouts. Yeah. So, yeah, right. the context really matters. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Isla, despite her complaints to the supervisor, is not able to get this medical timeout, you know, no. not blocked. No. She, I, Ostapenko receives treatment. The match is over. Isla wins. And then this is the best part. And this is the best part. Isla said, well, because I did speak to Isla after the match, and she said she started walking straight to her chair, meaning I'm not going to shake your hand, which it's happened before. And so rather than stand there like a, you know, like a, like a, you know, burnt pork chop at the net, she decided, <laughs> Isla decided to be like, all right, well, I'm just going to thank the crowd and do my little twirly twirl as all the players do now. And then she did, as she was sort of waving around, she looked over at the net and she saw Estepenko standing at the net. And then she was like, oh, okay, you're going to shake my hand now. So that's when she walked over and that's when the melee started with the, you know, uh, she said, uh, if you don't believe me, you can talk to the physio if you think I'm not injured. And, and Isla looked at her and said, I hope you feel better. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. So, so you know, the problem is, look, you know, and I've had a lot of people kind of, most people are super supportive of Isla in this situation, but there are this one or two that are calling her a Karen for like carrying on like the way she did uh, Isla. But, but you have people, you have to know the background of these players and you have to know the background of Ostapenko. And that, what, and she very well, Caitlin, could have been injured and could have had a stomach muscle problem. But to call the trainer at full love, that is absolute bullshit. Okay. If you if you have an injury to your 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 stomach muscle, you call the trainer out at three love or you call it out at the start of the set. You don't call it out for love as your opponent's about to serve to go at five love. It was yeah. just it was gamesmanship and look, you know, she came back and got to five two and but uh, Isla ended up winning the match. So on that note, I think it was hilarious, and I think it just makes women's tennis even more exciting. Even more exciting. And as you noted, everybody's doing the twirl nowadays. Is that a Venus mm. thing? They're all taking a page out of Venus's amazing twirl book. Obviously, Serena does it too, but I feel like Venus started it. Is that fair? Oh, Venus, nobody does Nobody does the twirl like V. And I mean, can yeah. I just say, nobody how, fun, how fun was that match with uh, uh, Venus and Nick Curious? And sadly, Nick, because he doesn't warm up or pretty much work out, he <laughs> pulled his stomach muscle uh in the match and he did against pull out yeah against he did pull FAA out. which you know it was a great matchup you kind of want to watch uh Felix Ajay Aliasim and Nick both win that match and they split sets and then obviously at the start of the third Nick can't go on because he's as you say out of shape despite playing extremely entertaining tennis for two rounds and even more to the people I consort with exciting was his appearance in mixed with Venus which was so fun Everybody was the most excited about that. Kind of like when Andy played with Serena a couple of years ago, when they took center court, I cried. And it must've been like when like John McEnroe played with Steffi Graf. Like that is just so cool. We love it. Nothing like this happens in any other kind of sport. You're not going to get like a, you know, Phoenix Mercury player going out there to like 
get an alley oop from a guy on the Phoenix Suns, but it happens in tennis, which is why tennis is so cool. So let's hope that keeps happening because Venus, as a late career mixed doubles star with Nick, I think it could happen. This could be, I mean, they could get a title. I know. Like they could have the other day. Listen, Venus was out practicing yesterday. She was working on her doubles. She was ready to go. And uh, now, as we speak, is literally on a plane home. So, so sad, so sad, so sad. Um, just let's wrap up the women's uh, because this is our little weekly wrap up. Yeah, we don't so talk two forever. other that we want to talk about. Uh, Barty's looking good. Variety, she's won a slam before, like her chances. You, you've got to, right? Yeah, Ashes. Uh, I, I said Ashes my favorite before the tournament started, but boy, she's got a lot of tough matches ahead of her, including the French Open champion Kuchikova, who must feel like she can't lose a match these sure. days. And Kuchikova can play on grass. She is a really easy hitter of the ball. It'll be interesting to see this matchup. I think it's going to be a really, really good match. I think it'll well, go also three. Both very tactical. They're both. Tons of variety, as you mentioned. The grass is soft. They're going to be using that drop shot. They're both really, really smart thinking players, and they both won the French Open, but not Wimbledon. So that'll be yeah, fascinating. Yeah. And the one that you haven't mentioned, who I love, 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 and I would love to see win this whole thing, is Strabalenka. Her punnets Strabalenka. of stra- strawberries before the tournament really worked. I mean, she's had a, a offset here and there, but otherwise, she's looked pretty unstoppable. She looks happy. Yeah. She looks like she's beating the shit out of the ball which is what she likes to do. And, but she's also got the touch. Like she's coming forward. She's hitting drop volleys. You know, she's got a complete game and I would love to see her get at least to the final. Well, mate, as I said, it only gets harder from, from here out for everybody in the draw. And she is up against Rybikina, who literally was the hottest player on tour a couple of years ago. And a young player who hit, talk about hitting the shit out of the ball. Oh my God. She hits the shit out of the ball. So it'll be who serves the best uh, between those two. Um, I wouldn't be surprised whoever, of course, Rybikina, uh, believe beat Serena at the French. So, you know, this is a player that's definitely coming into her own as well. Another player who hits the shit out of the ball. And I was on the practice court with it uh, last week was Badoza. Oh, oh yeah, God. she does. Let me yeah. tell you something. That chick absolutely crushes the ball. She has her serve, it for me, needs to change her, her technique, what gets her in trouble. She has a massive first serve, but she has an unreliable serve. It can double fault. She doesn't really, she doesn't really have the, you know, the Kuchikova, that body sort of nice motion that gets her out of trouble sometimes. So I'm a bit worried about that part of it. But my God, Caitlin, this girl crushes the ball. And she's up against Mukhova, who's had a really great couple of years as well. So that will be a really That's fun a good match, match to watch. For sure. yeah. Also, doesn't yeah. Bedosa remind you a little bit of Sharapova? I mean, not only do they kind of look alike, but the some of the groundies, like lots of force, lots of coming forward, lots of, and even the serve too, being, you know, when it's on really good, but also some mechanical stuff. Uh, very similar, very similar indeed. I, I think she actually hits the ball harder than Sharapova. I mean, yes. I, I said to Sam, because we were hitting on the same court, and I said, oh, my God, her serve and her ball, it's like a cannon. It comes <laughs> off her racket so big. So that will be a really fun match to watch. And somebody who's gotten through the round of 16 who hasn't had a great year is Pishkova. She's up against Samsonova, who was a qualifier who won Berlin a couple of weeks ago. So this Samsonova can play on grass. She's hitting the ball big. It'll be interesting to see how who comes out of that match, and it's going to be all about the serve. And somebody we haven't mentioned on an American standpoint is Maddie Keys. Yeah, talk about hitting. She hits a cannon too. You'd think grass would be her preferred surface. She's never won a grass tournament. She's won clay tournaments, and obviously she came. No, she's won Eastbourne. She won Eastbourne a couple of years ago. Well, it makes sense because her game is weaponized for grass. 
Yeah. And she's she looks good. She looks happy. She looks pretty relaxed. She got up against Golubic, who uh, my player played last week in uh, Eastbourne, actually. Beautiful one-handed backhand. It'll be interesting to see how she can handle Maddie's pace. If Maddie hits the ball well, uh, she should win that match. But but um, Golubic has has been playing very 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 good grass court tennis. So that won't be it won't be an easy matchup. All right, let's get to the guys. The guys, we have to, so we will. Uh, Federer, I have picked every one of Federer's opponents to beat him every one of these matches because he looks not great. And maybe it's just because I think his shoes are so stupid that I just can't really weather root for him anymore. And I know that that's like sacrilege in tennis circles, but uh, I'm just over it. Just all these big three, like, get out of here. I want to watch Rublev. I want to watch Bertini. I want to watch Titipas. I want to watch the young guys. I am so over this stuff. Um, and I can't tell if that's, you know, some sort of uh, just my own fatigue, but it has felt like after that first round escape where he was going to lose to Manorino, he was going to lose. Right. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I think come on, he was going to lose. He was down he was, two sets to one. He, he was up a break in the fourth, calm down. It was going five sets and he probably would have won in five. But having said that, I don't know. It's kind of nice to have him in the draw because how much more are we going to have him? This may be yeah, his yeah, last one, yeah. to be quite frank with, with you. But he hasn't looked super happy, um, but he was happy after that win yesterday. And look, Cam Norrie made the finals of Queens last week. He lost to Berrettini in the finals. So Norrie's been playing very, very well this year. He's in the top 30 in the world now. So that was that was a good win. And lefties are never easy for Roger. Um, but Medvedev, he was looking like he was going down, down, downtown. And then he came back and won three straight sets to win that match in five against former finalist Chilich. So I don't know. Keep your eye out for old Medi Bear. Listen, every uh, slam for me is, is Medi Slam. I'm ready for Medi Slam. But I also, full credit to Medi, who I've basically been picking to win the last like three Grand Slams, just like Garbina <laughs> Muguruza on the women's side, which hasn't really worked out for me in terms of predictions. But let's be real. Medvedev won that match because Chilich forgot how to serve. Like what yeah. happened? Those last two sets, he just... Like he just was came out a different player and he was winning. So you did something happen? Did like a, did he run out of energy? I don't like it looked like he forgot how to play tennis. Has that ever happened to you? It's happened to me where you're like, oh God, do I not know how to do this anymore? It like this would look yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, clearly it's happened to me many times. But uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, anyway, I, actually, the guy that looks unbelievable to me is and he's he knows how much I love him is Matteo Berrettini, who, of course, is the boyfriend of Isla Tomlanovic. And they won at the same time yesterday. And uh, they were having breakfast this morning together on the same table as uh, Felix Ager Aliassim, because Felix dates one of Isla's really good friends as well. So it was just, I looked over the table and they looked over at me and I went, wow, that's a table of winners, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so, you know, Matteo is, he's, ah, oh, Caitlin, I know I'm gay, but I just love him. No, so you much. and every he, woman, every woman in the world. That it's not even a that sizable amount of men. No, he's done. He seems like a lovely person. He, he seems is, nice. He's obviously a dream. He's dreamboat. so nice. Yeah. He's so nice. And he is playing baller tennis. So look out for him. Massive serve. He can hit the slice. Obviously, he's got a just an absolute rocket of a hand. But he, he, you know, all these guys, they've got to get through the guy at the top of the draw because Novak is just like, wandering through the draw no one's really talking about him as per usual and then there he is in the finals and he's going to beat everybody again I've, yeah. I've predicted that he's going to win the grand slam this year um and i still believe that but i think the biggest danger to him will be matteo uh, berrettini that's it well, i mean very of us through god's but... ears renee <laughs> we can only hope 
Look, I want I want to see these young guys win too. I want to see Medvedev. I want to see Berrettini. I want to see Shapovalov. You know, that was so Shep- tough of Shapo to come out and play against his idol. You know, and and Andy might not be the, the player he used to be after two tough matches, one five sets, one four, coming into that match. But Shapovalov sees the moment. He played the moment, which I is great. And we haven't always seen him do that. And obviously I love Korda has been a captivating player to watch. He's so smooth. His game yeah. is so good. Rublev is looking great. Obviously we talked about Felix, whom I love as a Montrealer and Listen, smooth that, game. I just, I'm ready for all these young guys. I'm ready. Come on guys. I, I picked Seb Korda as my outsider on the men's side and he's still in the draw. And I'll tell you what, he may not win it this year, but there's no question in mind he is good enough to win a Grand Slam, and he has some serious competition in his own family. Yeah, I was because we say. of course we all know his father, of course, won the Australian Open. We know his mother was a great tennis player as well, Regina, who played around my time as well. And then, of course, his sister just won a major in golf and is now the number one female golfer in the world. And his other sister. Jessica is also a great top 10 golf uh, player on the LPGA Tour. So, I mean, if this is not the sickest, most talented family in the world, I don't know what is because, and mm-hmm. he has no weaknesses, Caitlin. Yeah. Seb has no weaknesses. He has an amazing serve. He has the thought process of, you know, his father and um, he is a great player. And I would friggin' love for him to do- keep going because yeah, he can same. win it. He can. And look, his family likes grass, as you noted. So Seb mm. Corda, outside pick. I like it. Uh, I'm going Berrettini just because uh, I think it will make the most amount of people happy and he would just look so handsome next to that trophy. So that's that's who I'm going to be. All right. We should we better check in and I better let you get out into the world. You're like a caged animal. Who's yeah, because the sun just came out, too, looking, which, you know, to looking to to splash out. So I'll let you go and interact with society again. To society's detriment, let's be honest. Watch out. Well, Put on your hats. Renee's out. I'm sorry, everybody, but uh, steer clear. Steer clear. I'm going to go, right, go, go, go find my friend Sophie, who, who uh, is visiting from the States, and her entire family lives in Wimbledon. So um, I'm going to go join her for a, a beer at the Dog and Fox. Well, everybody, yeah. it's been real. Stubs <laughs> out of the bubble into real life again. I'm sorry. Out of the bubble, into the pub. That's what I will name this podcast. All right, Renee, until next weekend when we recap it all, be well, enjoy your time out on the loose at large. Caitlin, love you, just not as much as the grass at Wimbledon. Fair enough. And that's it for this episode of the Racket Magazine podcast. Thanks for listening. Our host is Renee Stubbs. Our co-host and producer is me, Caitlin Thompson. Music by internationally renowned DJ Stretch Armstrong. Thanks to Tim Ruggieri and the team at ACAST. Find us at racketmag.com slash podcast and subscribe to us at any of your favorite podcatchers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.